A Magical Miss Entertainment Production. Hosted by Miss Nikki Kirby. Co-hosted by Saul Ravencraft. Sponsored by Ever Moving Lee Rise and Moonlight Potions and Charms. Executive Producer Nikki Kirby. Welcome to Witch Hat Chats, sponsored by Ever Moving We Rise, Moonlight Potions and Charms, and Saul Ravencraft, Wizard for Hire. Come on in and sit down for a spell. I am your goddess host, Miss Nikki Kirby, and our co-host, who is the most unusual chaos wizard I've ever met. His name is Saul Ravencraft. How are you doing, Saul? I am fantastic, Nikki. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I love your shirt. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a little, uh, little black kitty. always like my little black kitty. Your little black kitten, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. We don't have a black kitty in the house right now, which is, uh, I miss. I guess there are points in your life where you don't. Yep. Yep. We got one that roams around outside. His name mm -hmm. is Spook. Ah. Ours was named Isis. And she just sort of disappeared one day. It was unusual. They are free spirits and they do what they will. That is definitely so. They absolutely do. Yeah. So do you want to hear our divination for today? Oh, I always do. What do we got today? All right. So today's divination is when tempted to fight fire with fire, remember that the fire department usually uses water. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. I like that. They also use other means and methods if water doesn't work. Sure. So how would you apply that to um, your life, Saul? Well, it's, it's about the right tool for the job. Uh, as you know, one of my favorite resources is uh, the Kabbalion. Uh, and I think it just has a, a great set of principles to use to make some decisions about how you want your magic to manifest and how you deal with that. And uh, the way that I look at it is I look at it as a set of principles, uh, uh, equations, if you will. Uh, so if you're going to solve a scientific problem, uh, you have to pick the right, uh, you have to pick the right principle to work with. Is this a, uh, is this a, a principle of uh, gravity? Is this a principle of thermodynamics? Uh, we got to use the right equation, the right way of thinking, depending on what it is that we're trying to solve. And I find that the Kabbalion offers a similar set of things. Uh, the first principle of the Kabbalion is mentalism. Uh, everything is mind. 
Uh, we do not experience anything in the world without it being processed through our thoughts in some way. So if you change your mind, you change reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, uh, that is a very powerful principle to use. Uh, there are, are others. Uh, one of the ones that, that I think we've been dealing with quite a bit lately is the principle of polarity. Yeah. The opposite must exist. Now, we don't like that. What we'd like to do is we would like to eliminate the opposite. Uh, we want to take the people that don't see things the way that we do, uh, the, the people we think of as haters, and they got to go. They got to be eliminated. And nature, nature doesn't uh, support that. We, we have to deal with the opposites. Now, we can balance them. We can make them irrelevant, right? We can we can take some of that stuff and and set it up so that it's not affecting us. But if your mission is to eliminate your opposition, uh, you're going to be very very frustrated. Yeah, because that's really not possible. Right. You know, I see a lot of people on Facebook who talk about their haters and they they're like stop hating me and you know i i don't know why you're hating me and but what they're doing is they're giving their haters energy that's what they're right. doing and it's like you're giving all your energy away you're giving all your power away stop it what the hell The best thing to do with haters is you want to absorb that energy and you want to do what Dorothy Morrison says. You want to change it and focus it on what you want it to do. You want to change it to positive energy because when two people come together, one's always negative, the other one's always positive. And so you want to balance that. So for example, me and Saul, Saul is probably negative and I'm positive. I would take his energy, change it to my positive energy, and use it for what I want. If he was my hater, that's what I would do. Vice versa, he would take my energy, change it to negative, and use it for what he wants. And and that's the easiest thing for us to do when it comes to haters. It's no sure. big deal. And you don't take it personally because it's more about them than it is about you and once you sit sit here and understand that it's a lot easier to deal with right well it's it's moving your focus to your own path and your mm-hmm. own uh, manifestations and allowing those other things to intrude and my goodness gracious, it is amazing what happens when you just turn off the noise. I look at the way that I used to deal with social media and that the people that I felt were in opposition to me, not necessarily that they were coming after me specifically, but their worldview was opposed to mine. Uh, there's few that feel like they're coming after me, but... Uh, uh, I would keep up with that information. What are they saying? What are they thinking? What are they getting wrong? 
how do I how do I address that? How do I try to fix that? And it it makes such a difference when you just cut that information away. Now you don't want to be ignorant. You don't want to not know what's coming after you. You don't you you want to uh, you want to keep up with where the danger is, but you you can monitor that very lightly right and everything that i have learned about magic and manifestation is all about keeping your eye on the prize mm -hmm. that if you allow yourself to dwell on the what you don't want <laughs> and then you've you've included that in your intention you've included you've you've let that in your front door and I think it does take practice, definitely. There's a reason we call this a practice. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it takes practice to be able to include those things in reality, but recognize that they don't necessarily have to influence you. That's a, that's a huge hurdle. And so, you know, again, back to the, the divination, it's it's right tool for the job. And know what it is you're trying to accomplish and include those things that will help you accomplish it and let go of those things that aren't helping. Right, right. And to me, that's what it actually means the same way. So there's nothing that I can actually comment on or make it any further because you kind of wrapped it up. <laughs> Well, it's hard to let go of control, though. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of times when you're in those kinds of situations, you have to let go of what the other people do or or what what might go wrong. And you have to just be open. That's hard. Well, the thing about it is uh, that's what Zen is. Zen is basically letting go and just trust the universe with um whatever it is that's zen period it's just like you remember do you, you watch star trek right yeah okay you remember in i think it was movie five when kirk was climbing up the mountain and spock came up there and he wanted to know why you're climbing up this mountain and kirk said because it's there right that is a zen statement from <laughs> hell okay that's just a zen statement and, sure. and Paul didn't get it the thing about it is when it comes to zen which is something that i teach it's the art of letting go and just go with it the flow right and if you're somebody who has to be in control of every little detail you're not going to get it but the thing about it is, even people who are in control of every little detail are not really in control of every little detail. There are times in your life in which you actually let go and you don't even freaking realize it right. because you're in the moment. It's just like, for instance, you ever have those times in which you're driving and you end up missing a turn 
Mm-hmm. Or you end up going past the place that you're actually wanting to go because you're just so into it. You're 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 zenning, honey. <laughs> you're just in that zen motion meditation. That's what you're doing because you're just so into it. Right. You know, you're you're just you're just driving and you're letting go. Or or you're riding and you're just right into it, or you're Whatever it is, it could be writing in television, uh, watching, uh, washing dishes, um, throwing a ball, for God's sake. It could be in anything, and you're just pushing the world away, and you're letting it go. That is your form of meditation. A lot of people say, well, I don't meditate. Bullshit. <laughs> but that is 100% bullshit because there are times in which you are so involved in whatever activity it may be you and you don't even know it you're so right. involved in in these activities that you're you just push everything out of your mind and you just so focus on this one activity and nine times out of ten whatever it was that was bothering you or whatever problem you need to solve will be solved during that moment because technically you're meditating. Yes, you're moving and you're doing something, but you're meditating. People have a misunderstanding of meditation. They think that it's supposed to be a blanking, that that you think nothing, you feel nothing, you are, uh, you are, are completely and mentally inert and that that's not really the case it's about focus and the ability to focus well you know in that particular moment in that particular time that's what you're in you just don't realize it because you're so focused on that on that point they think that you have to be that way the entire time but it takes people time to get in that mode very few people can just snap their fingers and get into that mode. Unless you are a master at it, you can't do that. Most people can't. It takes them a process of being able to um, close their minds or, or kind of, um, it's like REM sleep. Most people don't instantly, unless you're a dog, of course, like my dog over here falls asleep at, you know, a snap of a finger. Most people, it takes time for them to get to, to the what is called REM sleep, which is deep sleep. You have to go through a process. Same thing with meditation. You have to go through a process in order to get to that point where you're absolutely so focused that you don't feel anything you don't your mind doesn't have any other thoughts that's coming in you don't hear anybody else and that takes time so it's not something that you can turn around and snap your fingers like oh i'm in this mood this is cool you know <laughs> not something like that <laughs> sure but you don't have to sit down and be still the entire time that's what most people um, think. You have to sit down. You have to go, um, and have your fingers, you know, kind of like this, you know, right? Like, like um, a Jedi or or like Yoda or something like that. 
But no, you don't have to be like that. That was me. When I was taught how to meditate, I was four. And try to teach a four-year-old how to meditate. Really. Four-year-olds, they like to get up. They like to walk around and everything. No, you can't do that. You have to teach them how to calm and release their minds through some sort of activity that they like. Make them focus on that activity. And that's how you start them. And that is what is called Zen motion meditation. And it's really simple to learn. Like I said, anybody can do it. Artists do it all the time when they're creating their piece of art. I'm sure so when you're doing your videos and you're editing and everything, you get in, you get in so deep into that that you don't really hear anybody at times. Well, and, and I was going to say that one of the ways that I think that applies in my world, I have a lot of different stuff that I do. Uh, I do presentation. I do metaphysical work with people. I do media things with people. I do technical things with people. And these are all very different kinds of disciplines. And generally, things are all happening at the same time. While I'm trying to be focused with someone to do what needs to be done, there's two or three other things floating around back there that I really shouldn't be thinking about right now. Uh, and one of the ways that I've been able to have a multifaceted existence while working with these different ideas is to be able to compartmentalize, to, to go, okay, this now. Right now, I am full-on production support for this person. And the emails that I need to return and the things that I've got to write up and all of that, that just needs to float back there somewhere. It's not important right now. And likewise, when I switch into one of those other things, I've got to be able to just go, okay, this now. Um, scientists have suggested that multitasking is not really a thing the way people think it is. But it is compartmentalized focus that you're able to focus entirely on this thing for a little while and that thing for a little while and the other thing for a little while. And that they're staggered in a way that makes it feel like multitasking. But we're not really you know, the octopus doing all these different things at once. Uh, right. We're just able to focus ourselves on an individual thing. That's the Zen you were talking about. It's the meditation you were talking about. And it's a it's a powerful tool for any magical practitioner. Yeah, it's, it's the way you organize your mind. I mean, um, the book that I'm writing for um, Shadow Work, I'm talking about how do you organize your mind? Um, and then I compare it to like a computer, you know, a computer, their short-term memory only holds so much. So what are the few things that you bring up each and every time that you keep up in front? And then when you're, uh, when you use that one thing, you take it, you put it back into whatever you call it, your library, your CPU, and then you take something else out and you bring it up front. You know, um, how do you do that? And people who have a better organization of their space, of their mind space and everything can be able to do that a lot quicker. 
And I talk about how you create that in your own mind. So no matter where you're at, you can go into your own mind and be able to do that like this with the snap of the finger. Because right. I'm able to do that. Um, because the thing with magic is magic can be used for a lot of different things. Magic, we've talked about protective magic. And to me, protective magic includes emergency magic. Like if you need, you know, quick protection from somebody who is chasing you or if you need um, whatever it, it can be. And you can be able to cast your magic right then and there just with you alone. But you have to have all of this in place to be able to do that. You know, right. it's kind of hard somebody chasing you and, oh, I have my altar at home. I have <laughs> yeah. to go home to cast a spell. Right. No, shut up. Why don't you have your freaking altar in your mind? You know, you need to go to your mind as you're running. And and passing this place, you know, um, you have to already have all of that in a file in your mind. Where do you go? How? What do you? If you need something, what? Where do you go to get it as you're running? You know. Sure. And sure. um, and and so forth. Um, so I so I discuss all of that in the book. How wonderful! And we are going to take a short break. And you're going to listen to our amazing sponsors. And we will be right back. Anybody can tell you what is on a tarot or oracle card. What matters is seeing beyond what others may not be able to see and help the client to uncover what lies in the mist. What do readings from Moonlight Potions and Charms do? Wednesday, I did this ancestor reading and it was an amazing reading. And it was a detailed reading, and I remember talking to this customer's ancestors, and it was so delightful, and he wanted some questions to be answered about the magic in his family because he didn't know, and his family was mostly like most of our families are. You know how everything is like hush hush when it comes to the magic in his family and he wanted to know who can he actually talk to about the history of the magic in his family and i was able to give him specifically who he can go to to talk to about that what particular deity he can actually go to to be able to help him with this and it was just an amazing reading and, and talking to his ancestors. They were such a delight and they told me so much about this customer. It was just an absolutely wonderful, wonderful reading for him. And I was just so happy to be able to give him this wonderful reading. It's really amazing to be able to give people these readings these products that's really going to help them and be able to give back to the community because this is what Moonlight Potions and Charms is about. We want to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. That is what we are all about. It's to help you to do that. 
book now and allow our wonderful staff to take care of your spiritual reading needs. And there is so much more in our Wicked store to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. So come on in to Moonlight Potions and Charms at www.moonlightpotionscharms.com and discover the wicked things that ignite the magical passion in you. I'm Saul Ravencraft, co-host of Witch Hat Chats. I understand just how confusing and chaotic it can be to open to a path of magic and manifestation. Everything seems to turn on its head. I want to be an ally as you find the way upon your path. My studio setup will let us do readings, coaching, and exploration virtually, just as though you were sitting across the table from me. One size does not fit all, and we will work together to craft the right approaches to build your practice, your confidence, and your power using the tools of divination, magical works, and spirit connections. It's never too late to embrace a new path and emerge empowered. Go to TexasMojoMan.com and select Contact to begin. There's a message now. Let's get started working on your very good fortune. Have you wondered what spirituality is? Spirituality is limitless as it does not contain any boundaries on beliefs or practices. Spirituality's most important component is personal experience and allows one to explore it freely. Every Moving We Rise is a spiritual moving tradition as our name is our lifestyle because we are persistently rising and moving forward. We realize that everyone's spiritual journey is extremely personal but more easily traveled with reinforcement. We'll teach you to become friends with your shadow, emerge your authentic self, and give you time and space to develop your own spirituality. And when situations bump back, you'll have the entire community behind you as we are a magical family who work to sustain each other. Discover the benefits of working within a society dedicated to helping you grow on your personal path. Visit us on our website, Linktree, or Facebook page and discover why we don't fit in the box. And welcome back to Witch Hat Chats. I am Saul Ravencraft, but I am not alone, never alone. I am here with Miss Nikki Kirby. Uh, and uh, we've been chatting about her book that she's working on and how to put magic in your mind. Oh, yeah. It's actually about shadow work. So, um, uh, of course, we need to drink on that. Yeah, of course. We need, we actually need to film in a bar and, <laughs> and talk about this, you know? <laughs> There you go. I could probably get a bar background if I if I worked on it. <laughs> you, me, in a bar, and we're talking about this. Boy, there by we the go. End, yeah, by the end of the show, we were. Well, I don't think I would be. I can handle my liquor. 
Yeah, I think we'd have to meet in Colorado or something like that. Why would we have to meet in Colorado? Can you not handle your liquor in Texas? Well, yeah, but it's unlikely that you're going to come all the way to Texas to film these, and it's going to be hard for me to get to Carolina. We'd have to meet in the middle somewhere, so. Well, Colorado is, like, way above you, and it's, like, even further from me. Is it? I'm yeah. geographically challenged. I don't look well, we at can the map a lot. Well, we can always do, what is it, uh, Tennessee or New Orleans? We do New Orleans, yeah. We'll have we'll have all kinds of friends there. <laughs> and we'll go to Bourbon Street. <laughs> have all kinds of fun. That would be awesome. Why do you think that one of the areas that is complicated for people with magic, just a manifesting approach in general is this idea of, of trying to do everything right everything we're talking about is symbolism everything we're talking about is metaphor uh, i gave a talk at nature's treasures for an event the tarot and oracle expo uh, called beyond the spread and it's about working with tarot cards not just for, for divination and a pattern, but I've got a few different things that I use them for. Uh, one, typically if you sit down with me and you have a real intention, we're not gonna do a Celtic cross or anything like that. We're gonna start with one card mm -hmm. that starts to unfold what it is that we're talking about. And then we'll see what we see there. We'll see what that draws out of your understanding. And then we're going to apply another card. And we're going to see what that does. And sometimes we get a chain that goes. And sometimes we get something that seems to be pulling against the other. And so we get a trail going the other way. And it's very open-ended. And I don't just work with the tarot. I have... Uh, two different tarot decks that I typically have out. I have a deck of playing cards. I have an oracle deck that was made by uh, by the owner of Curiarcanum's House of Curiosities, uh, who was on our show uh, some time back. Uh, I have my Halloween oracle deck. Those are the ones that I typically carry. If for some reason we thought we were going to get exotic, I have several other decks that I would add to that mix, and you pull from wherever you think makes sense. Uh, and it it talks to you. I know that you do readings in a, a similar fashion. Mm -hmm. And being able to, to break free of that and, and let them tell the story. Uh, I also use cards for magic because the cards can stand in for ideas. Uh, they can work as correspondences. The cards can tell you stories. Uh, I know a number of people that use tarot cards to help them create a story path for their creative writing. Mm -hmm. And all of those are symbolism. All of those are letting go of what they're supposed to be and letting them be what they are for you in that moment. Trusting yourself. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest problem is that we're not taught to um, use our imaginations, especially in schools. Um, we're taught to 
follow the direction of others and um, be told what to do. And that if we have an imagination, we're being scolded a lot of times, especially children. And um, that's, you know, pretty much because our imagination is where our magic comes from. That's where our little witch, our little right. witch is the one that has the imagination. They can look at a picture and come up with so many different things that it can be. But once you start getting fussed at for coming up with whatever it may be, they stop. They stop imagining. They stop doing all of that. And it and that imagination goes into the shadow where it's pulled in and becomes part of the darkness. Um, this country has gotten to where they are taking a lot of things and they're literally destroying it. I mean, we got book bannings again. They're banning things like Huckleberry Finn right. and Tom Sawyer and um, the book that, that um, especially with the LGBTQ community, community and the um, African-American community, those two, no, 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 you can't have that. No, you can't have that. Right. Um, and of course, Harry Potter's back on the banning list again. <laughs> Um, and Harry Potter has nothing to do with freaking damn magic, Jesus. Um, <laughs> dumb assholes. Um, you know, it's anything that that shows kids having an imagination, a fantasy world, they ban. And yet, and this is what gets me. The Bible is something that they still say, oh, we got to read this Bible. And the Bible is nothing but mythological bullshit. That's all it is. I mean, it's well, a spell book. For, for I don't think that it. any mythology is bullshit. Uh, that, 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 I think, is but the whole point it's, it's, of mythology. Is it's it these is, stories. It's, it's stories. But can you prove that it actually it was done? No, you can't really prove that it actually was done. But it's it's a story. Everything is a story. Is, is some of it maybe based on history? Yes. Some of it may be based on history. But they keep claiming that God wrote this book. No, God didn't read, write this book. Man wrote this book. God didn't have time to write a fucking book. <laughs> he didn't want to write a fucking book, okay? He didn't care about writing a fucking book, all right? <laughs> and this is not just one book. It was a combination of a many different books. Many different books did not make made in this book. Oh, hell, don't get me started because, you know, I wasn't surprised when the Southern Baptist Association decided that women couldn't speak the word of God. Right. You know, I was like, are you, <laughs> and it was because in this book, and they blamed the book, this good book, they blamed the good book was the reason why they couldn't 
speak the word of God. And I'm like, so instead of blaming Lucifer, which you blame for everything else, you're blaming the good book. What the hell? Right. And instead of taking responsibility for your own prejudice bullshit, you're blaming the book. Awesome. Well, okay. this is one of the things that, that Joseph Campbell really helped to clarify for me is this idea of getting stuck on the metaphor. Mm-hmm. That you're you're blinded to the symbolic nature of what it is that you're studying. You're you're not using these ideas and these people and these adventures to turn inward and work out your own journey. You're, you're pointing out at everybody else and evaluating their compliance. <laughs> and that's, that's where it all falls down. Yep. Yep. But, you know, you were asking about, you know, imagination. And, and because with imagination comes visualization, which is essential for any magical practitioner. And if you don't have imagination, guess what? Your visualization is gone. So people have to relearn what their child already was born with, and they have to go talk to their shadow for their shadow to teach their child, their little witch, how to imagine again so they can go talk to their little witch and get that ability again, which is bullshit, but that's what they have to do. Um, And it's really sad because it's if you can't sit here and be able to picture the simplest things like an apple if you can't picture an apple in 3d mode in your mind how can you be able to bring to life anything in magic how can you manifest that or a book a book seeming simpler than an apple because it's just straight lines if you can't manifest that in your mind and see that in 3d how can you be able to manifest anything else in reality you know because you have to see it in your mind first before you can put it out in reality well imagination is i think the special power of humans our ability to see things as they can be, not just as they are. Our ability to look beyond our senses. It's its the key to science. It's the key to spirituality. It's the key to magic. It's, it's the key to innovation. It's the key to, to self-evolution. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about working magic when we talk about dealing with those shadows we're really talking about looking beyond the facts (laughs) looking beyond the circumstances and seeing other possibilities now you you have to temper that Mm -hmm. because otherwise your feet don't touch the ground and right. you're you're just open all the time and you can't do things like buy groceries and pay bills and interact with the humans and and that kind of thing 
so you t you need someone to take care of you if you're going to go that far. And I, I wouldn't want to go that far. I like, I like touching the ground. But imagination is is a powerful, powerful gift. And I hope that everybody here appreciates that and that you shouldn't be worried about trying to prove anything along these lines. Uh, you, you, just, you just experience it. And we combine that with what we were talking about earlier, about that ability to let go of that stuff that is part of your manifestation. Um, you, you get those two ideas down, able to focus on what it is you want to bring about, and able to let go of those things that are obstacles and let the universe sort it out let let the magic happen uh mm -hmm. some remarkable things happen they really do that's very much true very much true and it and it really when when people tell me that they have problems with um visualization it really breaks my heart because I'm like, did you not have an imagination when you were a kid? You know, did you not go and 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 play? Um, you know, like, um, uh, what was it? Uh, like, uh, Knights and Robin Hood and all that other stuff. You know, whatever was on the TV. Did you not try to play that when you were a kid? I know I did. Sure. You know? And there are a few people that are wired in such a way that makes that difficult for them. Right. There uh, are that, some of them. That, that, that's a matter of, of connecting with, with what they are wired well for. But I look at things like imagination very much like singing. I had a music teacher one time that said that pretty much everybody can sing. They've been taught that they can't but pretty much everyone can. And she said that her test, when someone said they couldn't carry a tune, they couldn't sing at all, they'd say, okay, sing happy birthday. And everybody knows the happy birthday song. And whether or not they sing it confidently and beautifully didn't matter. Pretty much everybody could find the rhythm and find some notes for happy birthday. And it's like, okay, so you can sing now how do we work on pitch and rhythm and mm -hmm. breath and all those other things that are involved in singing the way that you want to sing and people who have had their imagination beaten out of them so to speak they they need a chance to to get back into pretend, to get back into play. Um, it's it's a wonderful thing. Fantasy is so important. Mm -hmm. And we, we use it as a dirty word sometimes. We do. We absolutely do. So that's all for our show today. So embrace your power, support your community, and keep your fuzzy babies, your family, friends, and yourself safe and have an absolute magical week. You have been listening to Wix Hack Chats. 
host, Miss Nikki Kirby, co-host, Saul Ravencraft, executive producer, Nikki Kirby, producer, Saul Ravencraft, video editor, Magical Miss Entertainment, Miss Made Productions, Witch Hat Chats theme song, The Middle Witch, by Serena Janini, Magical Miss Entertainment, Miss Made Productions, sponsored by Ever Moving We Ride, Moonlight Poses and Charms, Texas Mojo Man, Copyrighted 2020 through 2022 by Nikki Kirby and Witch Cat Chat. Trademark All Rights Reserved. All material of Witch Cat Chat is a trademark of Nikki Kirby and Magical Miss Entertainment. This podcast is for information only and is not an offering of sale of any security of Witch Cat Chat's trademark or its project, or its affiliates. All video, audio, and music are the property of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chat's trademark, and may not be disclosed, distributed, or reproduced without the express written permission of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chat's trademark.